Listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now, with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pigskin Project, uh, episode 62, where we've got a little bit more news than we're used to in the offseason. Um, not, not quite much more, but, you know, a little bit more. Um, but first off, I know. I mean, I'm I'm tired, but how are you doing, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm yeah, I'm just as tired. Um, again, we're starting about 20 minutes late again for me because of school. But I have about two and a half weeks of school left plus finals. But <sighs> the school year is coming to an end. But that means draft season's right around the corner. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, two weeks or three. Three weeks from tomorrow, which is kind of wild. Wow. Yeah, wow. three weeks. Three weeks from We're tomorrow. So, um, well, again, we'll keep an eye out for our draft show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but no, I'm 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 doing great. Um, if you guys hear some rustling or noise in the background, um, it's because uh, my beloved girlfriend is over at my place right now. So, if you guys hear stuff going in the background, um, don't mind it. I guess. No worries. <laughs> Um, I will say really quick. Um, so I had an eventful weekend. It was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Um, cause like I said, you know, previously in the last episode, um, so the, um, what was it? Uh, WrestleMania weekend was this past weekend. Um, and so if you guys are big wrestling fans, um, there's another podcast off of the same exact branch of overtime sports network, um, called on the mark wrestling podcast, give them a listen. Um, they just actually came out with, I want to say their episode either today or yesterday. Um, so something just cool to keep up with and everything as well. Um, I remember watching it with Caitlin and I mean, we both were just stunned. And so, um, if you want to go ahead and watch all that stuff and everything, um, you know, stay tuned in for that as well, just because those are some great guys over there. Um, but without further ado, let's get back to our own brand because we have some news for you. Ryan and Ben bring you weekly news. So, um, I mean, as we always do, we'll bring you all of the top headlines from the week and everything. Um, the first one being the Ravens are interested in OBJ, Cortland Sutton, and DeAndre Hopkins, which is big because, you know, Lamar didn't get any kind of wide receiver help. In fact, they traded his best wide receiver away. <laughs> um, speaking of OBJ, he has multiple offers on her offers on the table and the jets seem to be the most likely landing spot. Um, he could be waiting for Rogers to become a jet before making his decision. Yeah. 
Um, but just something to keep up with because who knows who's actually on the table for OBJ. Nothing really too crazy about that one uh, to dive into. But this one I did want to, and I almost dedicated like an entire segment to it. Um, The Raiders have reportedly removed Georgia D lineman Jalen Carter from their draft board. Um, Now, amid all of the pro day struggles and uh, the legal issues and everything like that, the drama that's unfolded about this prospect, um, just it's not a good look for him per se, but it's still very much a blue chip player um might i add um i'd be surprised if the raiders even well no they're what 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 draft pick are they again i've completely forgot what was that there's like seven or eight i was gonna say so yeah i mean there's i seven. think that there's a chance that he could be on the board but honestly um i don't see him falling past detroit if you guys want more info on that check out our mock drafts on a weekly basis as well um but i just wanted to get your overall feelings about jalen carter well, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I feel like I've been pretty boisterous throughout this entire process on where I stand with Jalen Carter. Um, he was a kid. He made a mistake. Um, you know, he's the penalty came out. You know, he's not going to jail for it. He's like he has to pay a fine, do community service. But I mean, that's it. I mean, the yeah. court has spoke where they, you know, the, the the court has came out and spoken on where they land on it all. So I really don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, obviously, what he did wasn't very good, and I think it's okay to acknowledge that. But I think also you have to acknowledge that he was a kid and, you know, he did stupid stuff. Um, That being said, though, I mean, at one point in the draft process, we talked about him being the number one overall pick. Um, And we're now getting to the point in the draft process again that smoke screens are coming up. And Mm -hmm. if the Raiders are scared that someone's going to come up and trade up for them, they can say, hey, we're not going to take him. He's off our draft board. So that way someone like the Eagles or the Bears or whoever doesn't feel the need to have to trade up and get him because they're going to say, oh, he's off the draft board. We don't, you know, we don't have to jump the the Raiders to get him when in all actuality, the Raiders purposely put that information out there so they can draft him. Um, That being said, um, kind of to your point that you made, uh, he said that he's no longer accepting um, uh, top – Top 30, I think is what it's called. Um, top 30 oh, yes. with teams outside of the top 10. So that means there has to be, again, uh, Daniel Jeremiah, DJ, said it on the Pat McAfee podcast um, and you know couldn't have said it any better, is there's a backstop. If he's no longer taking interviews with teams outside of the top 10, there has to have been a team that said, we're not going to let you fall past our pick. Yeah. And I mean, if you read into that, it's the Eagles. The Eagles just lost one of their best defensive tackles. So there's a need for him. And the Eagles are that 10th pick in the draft. Um, I don't think – I would be surprised if he gets past six. Um, I don't think he gets past six with the Lions. But if he does, he's there's no way in heck he's getting past 10 with the Eagles. Yeah. I'm honestly on the train of the Eagles trading up and getting him. Mm. That'd be interesting. I will say, um, you know, I am hearing a lot about Kalijah Kansi and his draft stock rising in the halls of Hallis Hall. Uh, something to keep in in mind as well. I would, um, I would laugh. I would laugh. I would have a field day if you guys took him with nine, and I would cry if the Eagles took him with ten. He's he's a short, undersized defensive tackle who can only pass rush. He doesn't like. 
I understand where people come from, but he's not Aaron Donald. People see undersized defensive tackle from Pitt. Everyone's like, who's the next Aaron Donald? Like, dudes like that don't tend to succeed to the level that Aaron Donald has in the NFL and don't tend to succeed and live up to the first-round hype. Look at a guy like Ed Oliver. It just does not happen. He's a good pass rusher, and he could develop maybe, but don't spend your 10th overall pick on a tiny defensive tackle that can only pass rush. I, I would be wild. I'm not as big on Kansas as what everyone else is. Well, this next headline, uh, something we've talked about a lot in the podcast as well. Uh, the Bengals were approached by multiple teams about a potential trade for T. Higgins, although he is not put on the trade block by Cincinnati. Um, all teams were turned away as a result. Um, this is somebody that is going to need paid as well this next offseason, something that – um, you know, Cincinnati is going to need to look into, but they're also still trying to stay competitive um, in the AFC North and everything. You've got Sean Watson that very well could be on the rise um, in Cleveland as well as, you know, Lamar Jackson, which may or may not stay in Baltimore. Um, you know, you've got a second year Kenny Pickett, um, which I personally don't see as a threat. But um, if you're Cincinnati, you're trying to at least um, stay competitive in that division, but at most stay competitive in the AFC as well and trading away a top guy like T Higgins, which is a pretty big bodied receiver and keeps a lot of separation in your wide receiver core as well as, you know, Jamar Chase. It's not really a great move, but it's one that I definitely wanted to see just because of drama. Um, (laughs) So, well, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the Bengals lose leverage if they come out and say we're trading for him. So yeah. I, it, it would be to their advantage to say we aren't trading him. And whether that's true or not, it doesn't make any sense to the Bengals to come out and say we're trading him, yeah. which obviously is why they're saying we're not. I wouldn't be surprised if a trade goes down on draft day. and um, Lying season. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if a trade happens on draft day somewhere in the later picks. Like I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens or someone makes like this, a very desperate move to try to keep Lamar in the building and trades. I think they're at like 22 or something like that and, and trade their first round pick for T Higgins. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if that happens at all. So um, something else to keep track of as far as pre-draft trades, which I'm sure will happen. Um the topic of discussion for this episode, Mac Jones um, has been actively shopped by the Patriots this offseason. Apparently, uh, between him and Bill Belichick, it hasn't, very, it hasn't aged very well at all. Um, he had a good rookie season, I will say that. Um, I think you could see a lot of player, or a lot of teams um, maybe try and make an offer for him at least. Um, something to kind of keep track of as well. I mean, Raiders maybe? I mean, you know, my thing is, and I've texted the group chat about this, I think Mac Jones is a backup within the next three years. I don't think that he's going to be a starting quarterback. Um, And, I mean, it's not necessarily the most bold take per se, um, but I definitely think you could see a Mac Jones trade within that next couple weeks for sure. I don't know. I, I think it would be surprised. And honestly, um, I think he had a down year, but who did he have to throw the ball to? Yeah. I mean, he had Jacoby Myers, and that was about it. He didn't really have anyone to throw the ball to. Um, and 
really the, the the term bust I feel like it's thrown around too much. Um, but that also goes back to what your pre-draft expectations of him were. Um, mm. Many people, along with me, and I'm sure along with you, viewed him as a dude who was going to be, at best, at the very, very best, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And, you know, so it would be one thing if, you know, Trevor Lawrence, who was in that class, wasn't good. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. If Trevor Lawrence was like really bad and Trevor Lawrence stunk it up, right? It was Trevor yeah. Lawrence? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, good. First overall pick. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't I wasn't a year behind. It'd be one thing if Trevor Lawrence like stunk it up or something. But like going into this, no one expected Matt Jones to have the super high ceiling. So I think it's tough to say he's a bus. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if his career turned out to be, you know, where he's a journeyman, bridge quarterback. Um for plenty of different teams. He wasn't taken in the first five for a reason, you know? Yes. Um, He fell for a good reason and he had a good, good rookie year. Um, But at the end of the day, yeah, Um, I'm right there with you. I don't think that he's going to be anything crazy to run home about. Um, But ultimately, so I I text a group chat about this as well. Um, Obviously I'm a little biased and everything. And I think that it's very, very, crazy to compare the two as far as talent goes but as far as draft class goes the equivalent to Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson has to be Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields right like that was be that would be how I would put it right now at least I mean Trey Lance has yet to prove himself still um but I mean at the end of the day I it looks that way well, I mean, uh, take take, and I, and I think we get way too clouded with everything that has happened with the legal stuff and um, the fact that he hasn't played in two years. But again, when Deshaun Watson Deshaun last year on the Texans, he was very good. He was a top four quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. So to say for both, for the legal reasons and for how well Deshaun Watson played at his peak, I think it's a little bit of a stretch to call. Um, Justin Fields is on Watson, and obviously it's a little bit of a stretch to say Trevor Lawrence is Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah. But at least I, I get what you're trying to say there. Um, yeah. But w- one last thing on the Mac Jones thing. Um, yes. I, I think, and this is this is where I'll leave the conversation for today, um, if I had to guess where Mac Jones's career was going to go over the next 10 years – I would guess that he the rest of his career probably plays out for him middling around like the 20th best quarterback in the NFL. I would say probably expect something like Ryan Tannehill for yeah. whoever ends up getting that's him, whether that's fair. the Patriots or someone else. I think Ryan Tannehill would be a good like overall career comp if you're trying to project what Matt Jones is going to be across the next 10 years. So. Yeah, that's a very good comp. I I very much agree with that. Um, Moving on from weekly news, um, we've been doing this last couple weeks to where we will be ranking a specific position. Um, And before I keep going, I want to say, like, we're only 15 minutes in. This could be a shorter episode for the week. Um, So definitely stay tuned. Um, If you haven't already listened to next week, I mean, the previous week's episode as well, because that one was also a lot of fun um with uh wide receivers i think it was yeah wide receivers were what we ranked as well 
Uh, we will be doing a little bit more, though, just to kind of fill out some time. Um, so just stay tuned for that. Um, and then I also have my own personal announcement that I'd like to say outside of football and everything like that. Yep. Very exciting. Um, been um, looking forward to this actually for a long time too. So, um, yes. but I'm going to remove that and then we are going to go ahead and get started. Where are we, so, where are we putting Alvin Kamara? Okay. It's a, it's well, yeah. S through D tier. Yeah. Well, go real ahead. quick. So you say S through D tier, but could we, just like we did with wide receivers, could we add a backup tier? Um, yeah, yeah and then I, I feel like a backup tier is good, and then I, I guess we don't really need an unproven tier, but I, I would like a backup tier. All right, do that. Cool, gives us a little bit more options. So, so Alvin Kamara, um, this guy this is, is very tough. middle of the pack. I mean, ah. he, could, he could go off and score five touchdowns on Christmas, or he could stink it up and do absolutely nothing in a week. I know, but but I, I think at his peak, I mean, he's had – every year he's played in the NFL, he's gone over 1,000 yards and over 250 catching. And there's I not, want to put him in, like, B. I wanted to put him in A. Okay, we'll put him in A for right now. We'll see, yeah, we'll see, see where everything pans out. Rolls out. James Conner. This guy stinks. That's but he's a really good red zone running back. I know. And how do we rate – I want to put him at C. I want to. I was, I was, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. C for Connor. Huh? Uh, Josh Jacobs. All right. Now, last year, awesome. Every other year, mid average. Yeah. Um, um it's B? Tough. It, well, if we're going off last year, I think it's A. Yeah. Um, and he's been pretty average. Um, I think we should just go off of like, I mean, with rookies, absolutely just last year, but overall career in general B, but yeah b but i would not be mad at someone making an argument of him for a yeah devin singletary d i would say d to backup yeah i mean he yeah (laughs) ronald jones Backup. <laughs> I think he was the fifth running back on the Chiefs roster this past year. <laughs> so Melvin Gordon as well. Backup. Yeah, as sad as it is, backup. All right. Forget. This is where it gets interesting. This is where it's hard because he has oh, the James potential. Mm-hmm. James Cook has the potential to be probably a B tier, but he definitely didn't play like it this past year. <laughs> I mean, I say we put him in C for right now. That's what I'm thinking. Um, all right. So Mark Ingram, backup. Backup. He was awesome though. Chris Carson, do we even rank him? Because like, no, is he even gonna be he's in out the of league? the NFL? He re- he retired. Okay. He retired. He retired. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's retired. So we'll just we'll just keep him. Uh, we'll keep him in the just that room right now. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, I would put an A. Oh, yeah. I guess because he picked it up. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to put him in. I was hoping this year he would have ended in C or S, but. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, well, that Taylor. you would, you with your luck with running backs or just your team in general this past season was just not good. <laughs> <laughs> so hurt. All right. Um, 
This is not uh, not Erheem Morris, but the um, I want to say um, Damien. It's not Damien Harris. Yeah, it's Damien Harris. It Damien Harris. Okay. Yes, Damien Harris. Uh, no, I would put him in C. I definitely think he's C. on the same level as James Conner. No, okay. definitely on the same level as James Conner. Back up for Zeke. Back up now. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. Miles Sanders. This is interesting. I would put him on the same level as Josh Jacobs, but on a lower scale. Yeah, yeah. I think he deserves the same tier. Again, this is for career because people will be like, what the heck? But, I mean, even Miles yeah. Sanders had like 1,200 rushing yards. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't bad last year. He was, he, I yes. think, in all honesty, I'm not entirely sure. You could probably give me an answer for this too. Uh, why didn't the Eagles use him a little bit more in the Super Bowl? Or is everybody uh, he, just oh, he, well, his, his yards per carry was really bad. He didn't play very good in the Super Bowl. Uh, he couldn't break a tackle to save his life. DeAndre Swift. <laughs> um, I mean, he's C, borderline D at this point. I mean, I know Lions fans don't want to hear that, but, I mean, he's been second fiddle – for you know last year and he definitely looks like second pedal this year with yeah. you know demont they they felt that they didn't believe in swift enough that they had to go out and sign david montgomery instead yeah i'm i'm putting him in c just because mm-hmm. I, I think he's a little bit better than d tier and, and we'll probably get there um sure. tony pollard i think is a b running back top of b like i mean i think top of b like the best B could be an A next year. Could, could sure. be a next year with Josh Jacobs. Him, him and Josh are on the same tier, I think. I hope he recovers fast and um, comes back stronger than he was, just because that ACL tear is a very, very hard one to come back from. Mm. Um, Joe Mixon, a bold take. No, not a. This man is so overrated. It's ridiculous. Mm, his offensive line is bad, and he's put up very good numbers throughout his career. Has he, though? He has. Like, okay, so it's average, right? I mean, not great. You know, he's put up some pretty bad. solid, every solid numbers. Every year that he's been healthy, he has put up over 1,000 yards. Bro, okay, so let's go through – and, and I'm just saying, I don't want him in A. I would understand no. B for sure. We'll him, but we'll I just want to. We'll I was going to say, look at his games, man. So, like, just his game logs 19 yards against Kansas City on eight attempts. Eight attempts. Um, let's see. Um, you know, okay, let's go all the way. So, 27 yards on 11 attempts, 65 okay. yards on 16 attempts. Like, booty, though. His offensive dude, line was not very good. I mean, this year he didn't perform to the best. Fine, we'll put him at B. We'll put him at B. That's that's why I'm saying, yeah. I mean, he's on the same tier as these guys for sure. He's not in C, but he's not in A. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's see, Leonard Fournette. <laughs> booty is that is that a tier? <laughs> really, really bad yeah. tier. Is that an option? We don't have an I EO mean, tier. Yeah, we don't have you too. I mean, he might be. I mean, he's still a free agent. I mean, I would be okay with putting him in the backup now at this point because he was a backup behind Rashad White this year. When Rashad White got think... healthy, he was. Go ahead. Mm. Yeah, when he was backup um, behind Rashad White, um, 
I don't know. I, I think he'll be a backup wherever he goes on a very, very cheap deal. I would argue for Wonder Fortnite to be in the backup tier. Because we already have we already have Jones in the backup tier. We'll keep him in D for right now just because he's a starter, but he probably will be a backup. He's Marlon Mack. He didn't start. What? Rashad White started over him. Oh, Ronald dad, Jones plays for the Chiefs here. now. Yeah, Ronald Jones is a chief. Mm-hmm. My bad, my mistake. Uh, Marlon Mack, um, backup. It's yeah, backup. Chase Edmonds, D-tier. he's pretty decent. You said B? Uh, no, not B, not B. I'm deciding between D, D and C. Yeah, I was gonna D say C. C personally. I, would yeah, put him on the I guess same we could tier. put him on the same level. I put yeah. him right about here, honestly. Poor um, Devin Singletary on his tier all alone. Brees Hall. I want to put in the A tier. Yeah. He's because going we're not predicting the future. We're just yeah. saying, I mean, he's he's an A. Um, all right. What was this one? Raheem Oster? Is, I want to say. Yeah. Or no, Jeff Wilson. Wait, Jeff, yeah, Jeff Wilson. Jeff, it's Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson. My bad. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am not very good at putting faces to names, clearly. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. In Madden, he's an all-star. Apparently, I can put him in double coverage, and he'll still catch a one-handed bomb over me. So, um, correct that crap here EA Sports. Bro, but, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a big freaking liar. It is Raheem Moster. Okay. All right. So, Raheem Moster. Um uh, he's backup hurt half the gosh darn time. Yeah, we'll put Most him back up, but he, he could be better. He definitely could, but he's just freaking her S tier. Yeah, CMC's S tier for sure. Mm. Mm. Antonio Gibson. <laughs> backup. Backup to D. Yeah, I know I'll I'll put him in I'll put him in I think we should put him in D just because it's pretty empty, but yeah. mm. Oh man, here's your boy. You had a very good was, season with him, didn't you? He, he was, and he was playing very well too, and then he got hurt again. Um I don't know. I'm okay with putting him I, honestly if he if he would have got if he would have been healthy, I think he would have clearly been in D tier and there would have been no argument about it. But he was hurt, yeah. but I still think he's a B tier B tier level running back. Because I look at the guys in C tier. And I say he one healthy, he's definitely better than all of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um put him right here, honestly. That works. There we go. S tier. Austin Eckler S tier. Oh yeah, not a question about no it. No way. Yes. No way. Austin Eckler, no way. Yes. Look at look at his no dude no come on yeah look at his stats look at his stats he hasn't broken a thousand yards in his career look at what he does receiving the football this is a running back though bro like fine we'll put him in a tier we'll put him in a tier then oh, dude I don't know man receiving he's still not a receiver. great he's yeah, it's one of the better numbers. receiving backs. That was okay. He had a down year this year, but look at everywhere else. Everywhere else, that's like the best receiving back in the league outside of CMC, dude. 
I think he's B tier, man. No I would way. put him on the same exact tier as all of these guys. Absolutely. No, 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 no. Dude. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. We'll have Matt settle it then. Yeah. Dude, Hopefully there's Matt there's no back. way. There's just yeah. no way. His his stats are just not S tier worthy, man. He's not a Saquon. Yeah, no, well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, we'll, we'll put him. We'll put him. We'll put Saquon's. Not, uh, I would make an argument. Saquon's not us. Um, but Eckler, I think we'll set between A, A and B. Okay, fair enough. Cam Akers. I don't know about <laughs> Cam Akers. Uh, D tier. Is wait. I want to say that's a Cam Akers, right? Yeah, that's Cam. Akers. Okay. Oh man. Um. C tier. C tier. Okay, but I think he's high. I would. C-tier. I would take high C tier for sure. But I would take every guy in B tier like over him with yeah, out any questions. But maybe with yeah. a decent offensive line, he I could see him bumping up to B tier for sure. Okay. Saquon's got to be A then. I mean, if he's not S, Saquon will A. Put him A. Yeah, we'll put. Saquon I want to put him high A, very though. top of A, very top of A. I could, I could see the argument of him being S tier. Like, I don't want to fight it too much. So, see, and this is where while he, while he is a backup, I do think he's a starting running back in the league. So, I would put him D tier because yeah. look at everyone else on that list. He he's start, clearly better yeah. than everyone else. So he would start on other teams for sure. Elijah Mitchell. Hmm. Mm, he had one good year, and that was about it, because he too is also hurt. Um, <laughs> I don't know. This one's tough. I would, I would probably put him in D tier. Okay, D tier. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna put him right about here behind Antonio Gibson, though. That works. I I really don't think Devin Singletary is better than Antonio Gibson or Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were um, trying to say move Devin Singletary up to C, and I'm like, come on, dude. No, 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 no way, no, 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 no. no way. J.K. Dobbins. Oh, I think he's like a C when healthy. C when healthy. Yep, we can do C when healthy. Yeah. That works. And I'll put him in the back. Oh man, Naheem Hines. He's a good he's a good kick returner and a good pass catcher, but not anything else. So I'm okay with putting him in the backup tier. Very Aaron top. Jones. Mm-hmm. I want to put Aaron Jones in A tier. Aaron Jones has consistently yeah. been very, very good. DJ Henderson gotta be a backup. Yes. He's so he's such an average backup. Like I hype him up every year in fantasy. Um James Robinson, backup. Uh yeah. He's fallen off so hard, bro. Yeah, yeah. He backed well, I mean, up ETN and then he backed him. up. Yeah. Well, yeah, because well, ETN's good though. Um yeah. we'll get to where we where we stand on ETN. So Cordero Patterson. This one's interesting. I would put him like higher C tier, honestly. I'd put like, him at the top back in C tier. Okay. Um back up. Okay. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. 
yeah. he he's had the biggest fall from grace like I've ever seen. He was a healthy scratch during the Super Bowl. Like that's how like yeah. bad he played. So um Derek Henry is S tier for sure. Absolutely no shot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Gus Edwards. Uh backup. Yeah. All right. Uh Rashad Penny. I'm thinking um more than likely for Rashad Penny. Maybe like a it's tough. I want to put him in those bags. B tier. Yeah, I, I'd put him in C. When healthy, he's very, very good. Like he's one of the most efficient backs in the league. But um, that's who is that? It's Gus Edwards, or not Gus Edwards? Um, Ken. Wait, I meant to say Kenneth Walker. That's Kenny Walker. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh Kenneth yeah, Walker. Kenny Walker's B tier. Yeah, Kenny Walker's yeah. B tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you so sorry for Penny. the mistake. Yeah. Yeah, you My said bad. Rashad Penny. I was like, I was like Rashad Penny. Yeah. I'm like, no, Rashad Penny's. I mean, maybe C tier. <laughs> yeah, remember. Rashad Penny's uh, next. Rashad Penny's next on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So a little sneak peek for those watching on YouTube. Um, yeah. So Rashad Penny backup, obviously. Yeah. Um, Najee Harris. <sighs> Goodness gracious. I want to put him in B tier, but he just isn't this past season. <laughs> he just has not played at B tier at high, all. I mean, if you he's look a at very how, high in C then. High C, yeah, but he's I can't I can't say I look at the guys in B tier and I can't say he's he's that. Yeah. So Dalvin Cook. And and I want to say this, Oof. and I've said this on Twitter. If you guys follow me, he's very replaceable when it comes to Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison is the same exact running back as Dalvin Cook. Um, except he just doesn't have the Dalvin Cook name. Dalvin Cook gets the snaps. Um, so with that being said, I mean I would put him in C, but like right above James Connor. Uh that's ooh. just me. It, it could be taken as a bold take. Oh, that's yeah, fine. yeah, 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 yeah. Um but uh, yeah. I would put him in front of Monty. I would put him in front of Monty. That's fair. I was starting to think about that as well, and I was like, yeah, yeah. fair. Um, Travis Etienne, I want to put in the A tier. A tier? No, I think he's on the same. I think he's right there with Tony Pollard. I wouldn't say A tier, but I would say okay. he's right there with Tony Pollard at the top of B. That's fair. I'll just kind of keep him neck and neck. Um, all right, and then obviously Alexander Madison by default is backup, but I would almost want to say, I mean, he would start on different teams too. Um, he would he's definitely on the same start level on some as teams. AJ Dillon. Yeah, we um we can put him. I would in. say, I would say yeah. right about here in D. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Kareem Hunt would also start on different teams as well. Um, almost yeah. like a split backfield type of running back. Oh, definitely. Right where he I'm honestly surprised Cleveland. he hasn't signed anything yet. Yeah, no, me too. I'm in the same exact boat, man. I and I mean, he's a very, very good backup too. If you want to consider him a backup, um, very good catching, you know, or receiving back as well. I mean, I, I would, would say in C tier, honestly. Right, I was behind Monty. C- yeah, I was, I was thinking right, but honestly, I, I was either yeah, right there. I was gonna say behind Monty or behind Cook. Yeah. So, or, um, yeah, or Nick Connor, Chubb. Sorry. Nick Chubb is S tier. Yeah, Nick Chubb is S tier. 
So um, we have not gotten an answer from. So what I'll do, I'm gonna I'm gonna go full screen really quick on this. We'll create an Austin Eckler tier between A and B. (laughs) Let's see. All right, I'm gonna send a I'm gonna send a picture to the group chat, and what we're gonna do just for the time being is okay. So what? There's there's one. One way to decide this in my mind. Oh, come on. And this is the only way. So what tier do you think he should be in? I think he belongs in A. A? Okay. I think that he belongs, I would say B for sure. All right. We'll apply the wheel changes here. It's a 50-50 chance. I'm going to press it a bunch of times. And I think that's a B that I'll land in. E- oh, hey! it's going in. All right. That's where he belongs. All right. I'm okay with putting right. him at the back end of A. I'm okay with putting him in the back end of A. All right. D tier where he belongs. <laughs> we are not sponsored by Under Armour. You can get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Austin Eckler, A tier for now, I guess. Um, for now, yes. Yeah, it's crazy to think that an A-tier running back's worth like a fifth-round pick. Um, anyways. Any so, running back's worth a fifth and – and he'll go for more than a fifth-round pick if he gets traded. If he gets traded, too. Uh, we'll save that for later because mm. um, the next topic that I would like to talk about um, – so, you know, if you're, if you're obviously a sports fan listening to this, um, you've already known that the MLB is starting up as well. Um, we're in like the slowest point in the NFL offseason. Mm-hmm. The NHL playoffs are starting. The NBA playoffs are about to start as well. I think it's time to rank which playoff is superior to the other. Excuse me. I had tacos for dinner and they were very good. Now I have some like. I made tacos. Away. I made Chipotle tacos for dinner. Awesome. I mean, um, killer. So I think what we have to do is rank these one through four for who has the superior playoff. And we can kind of debate about this. I think there's a surefire number between, one. Between what sports? The NFL, the MLB, the NHL, and the NBA. CS is tough because I don't watch hockey, so I'm going to put hockey bottom tier. And I know people aren't going to like that. but I will say – I, I will do the same, but that's because, for one, the Blackhawks haven't been good in a while. But when the Blackhawks were good, that was fun hockey to watch, okay? And I would, I would goes almost put over MLB. Yeah. In, in my lifetime, uh, the Flyers have never been good, so. Uh, sorry, buddy. Um, okay, <laughs> okay, so I guess we can just start from the bottom up then. I mean, between the NFL, NBA, and MLB, who's got the third best? Tough because I enjoyed. I really, really Phillies enjoyed run. watching the Phillies run, but I think, I think, I think now, I could have made the argument that I mean I'm going to be biased towards football, and, and obviously yeah. we'll get there. Um, honestly, at one point I probably would have put MLB at two, but MLB it's just some their games are so hard to watch sometimes, and with the yeah. play in tournament, I think the play in tournament has helped the NBA. 
I, mm-hmm. I think we got to put I think we got to put MLB at, at three. I'm sorry, baseball fans. That's no shot. I enjoy it. That's not saying I didn't yeah. enjoy it, but you guys belong so, at three. I would assume the NBA's got to be a two then, and we've had the same list. I don't know. I mean, NFL is surefire number one. I mean, for me. ah, man, I don't know. The play-in tournament has added that extra level of like go up and get them because it because it allows you to like see those teams that are like probably don't belong but are scrapping tooth and nail like the Giants last year. They didn't belong, but they they fought like heck to get in, and that's that's what that's what the you know the ninth and tenth seed are doing in the in the play-in. What I will say, though, I mean, nothing competes, and I know that it sucks for my team, but nothing competes against an upset like the double doink or, you know, all those missed field goals or the Cowboys sliding instead of, you know, throwing a Hail Mary or the Packers losing in the NFC Championship every year. I'll I'll meet you in in the middle here. We'll say we'll say 1A, 1B. We'll rank. We'll do – We'll rank um, – we'll do MLB, very last – or not MLB, uh, NHL, NHL. Very last, and then we'll do MLB. At three. We'll do – we'll do – well, I'm not going to say at three because you'll see what I'm doing. We'll do MLB at three uh, – at four. We'll do NBA at three. We'll do okay. NFL at two. And we'll do March Madness at one. That's meet fair. me there. Meet me there with March Madness at one. I I, I knew I, yeah. I threw a curveball there at the end, and I know the finals this year kind of sucked, but like yeah. March I, Madness, I think they were awesome. That's what it's all about. March Madness. Well, I'm I'm saying the game, like the actual game, kind of sucked. I mean, you oh yeah, like, UConn well that's was UConn basketball level. for right now, man. Exactly, they, UConn is on a different level, but like the NCAA as a whole, March Madness is so much fun to watch. Like, who in the right mind expected Princeton to be Arizona? Because I sure as heck didn't. Because no. I had Arizona freaking winning it all. Who yeah. had nine-seed FAU making it to the Final Four? Nobody. No. Who had Farley Dickinson beating Purdue? <laughs> yeah, I knew no. Purdue was bad, but, like, I didn't know that they were that bad. You know what I mean? Like, they and, – and to be fair, they were good, but, like, they were frauds. Um, all right. Back to football. We got to go back to the next segment. Here we go. Pro football isn't the only game in town. Let's take a stroll to Ben's College Corner. Defensive backs, he gets to talk about his boy. Um, Um, (laughs) Just going to step off to the side here and let Ben do what he always does. Thank you. And you can feel free, obviously, to step in whenever you would like. Uh, that being said, um, as you, if you guys have been listening through the entire process um, or through the entire draft process over the course of like the last like five or six weeks, I want to say, um, uh, the last five or six weeks, I've been doing like a positional breakdown. I've, I've gone all the way through offense, go back and listen to that. But then now I'm on defense and I did the math and I have realized that I'm not going to be able to fit everyone in. So we're going to lump the DBs together and we're going to do it a little differently. We're going to go by tiers instead of safeties and corners. So we're just going to do DBs. And instead of doing a prospect breakdown there at the very end, we're just going to throw them all together. So I have a little bit more time and, you know, I'm not talking about these guys for like 
30, 45 minutes. So, but here, give me one second, guys. Ryan, filibuster, talk about add the Bears traffic at 10 for me, please. What I'll, what I'll go ahead and do really quick is just talk about my announcement uh, that I was originally going to do at the, um, at the uh, like end of the podcast, but due to little spot filler here, I'm just going to do it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you more than well, or more than likely um, are going to see a little bit of a background change here within the next, um, I would say month. Honestly, um, the plan right now is for me to make my first huge grown-up decision per se and uh, go ahead and move out. So, um, you know, this has been something I've been looking forward to doing for a long time um, as far as like within the last year or so, uh, maybe a little bit longer. Um, Ben's been included in a lot of it um, as far as communication between what to expect and everything like that um so taking that next uh step as an adult um is going to be something that i will be doing here soon um that does not mean that there will be any changes for the podcast because we very much will be doing that for sure um but i will absolutely say um there is a chance within the next three to four i would say probably four episodes um four episodes from now i will probably have a new background for everybody so um it might be a little messy at first (laughs) but you know i think i'm tired now just wait until i have bills to pay so um (laughs) yeah let's you know i'm very excited for this next step though um yes it's gonna be awesome ben and i have been talking about it for a while very much excited um and most of all i cannot wait to win back my fantasy football belt that I bought for our group. That way I could put it in the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be great. So, uh, but yes, without further ado, given the yes. mic, given the floor back to Ben. Yes. With Ben's college. Board. So, but as you said, yes, we're happy for you moving up in the world. Let's go. We just pigskin project supporters help each other out. We love it. But yeah, so yeah, we're breaking these down into tiers. Um, because again, like I said, you know, I'm not going to single one prospect out to talk about because I have a whole lot of people to talk about. Um, and it would really just be, again, like an hour if I decided to single one prospect out, talk to him out of all these guys. Um, but but I, I, I personally, and I think most people would agree with me, if we're talking about DBs as a whole and we're lumping them together, um, ironically, after just doing the tier list. But yeah, I, I think these guys are like one, two, three, like the best DBs in the class. Really, whatever you need, you can put them in whatever order you want. Um, and I think it's it's hard-pressed to say one guy is better than the other two. And that's the main reason I decided to do tiers here. Um, but that's Christian Gonzalez, uh, Devin Witherspoon, and Brian Branch. Uh, the first two, uh, Christian Gonzalez, um, I'll probably be referring to him as Gonzo from here on out because that's just what I refer to him as. Uh, but he is a corner from Oregon. Devin Witherspoon is a corner from Illinois, and then Brian Branch is the first safety on this list, and he – well, safety on this list, and he goes to Alabama or went to Alabama. Um, but we'll start with my favorite of the bunch. Um, that's Gonzo. Um, I, I I watched him, I think it was like week four, and ever since week four of the college football season, he has pretty much undoubtedly been my favorite cornerback in the class. Um if you guys have been along with us through this ride over the last season um, and were with me with the draft prospect uh, or the draft process last season, 
the ongoing joke that uh, me, Matt, and Ryan have is I like them big, tall, and, and lengthy. Um, and that's that's what Gonzo is, dude. I, I think he's 6'2". Um, I think he has a 6'4 wingspan. He's super athletic. He comes from a family that runs track. Um, so just off of that, you know, you see how athletic and how lengthy is is. And then you add into the fact that he is also super duper instinctive. Here, give me one second, guys. He's done a lot of research about this. He's just kind of collecting his thoughts at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, he's super athletic. Um, and when you add that athleticism and the length and like how long and lengthy he is to the fact that he's instinctive, you see that I think he had six interceptions this season, which makes complete sense. Um, one of them, he like mossed the wide receiver that he was covering. And it was, I, I forget which game it was, but it was, it was absolutely wild. Um, that being said, being that long, it's pretty hard to fill out your frame. So there's been um, a couple games where I saw him get out muscled and pushed off a route from a wide receiver, um, but it doesn't happen much. And then while you see he has six interceptions a season, um, I think he had seven pass. I think it was seven pass uh, passes defended as well on top of the, the six interceptions. Um, I wish he would have converted at a higher rate and turned even more of those into interceptions. Um, so his ball skills, um, while they aren't bad, I mean, you see six interceptions, it's hard to say you have bad ball skills, but I would have liked to see him improve on that. Um, that has been an issue uh, in the past because uh, while he has, or while he is playing at Oregon this year, he he did play at Colorado the past two years, uh, or I guess the past one year, because he redshirted his first year. Um but he's had issues like actually getting the takeover. But again, this year he's been absolutely amazing at it. And I'm not saying, I, I think it's um, lofty to say anyone like this is going to be sauce Gardner because no one, I don't say no one, but in the past 10 to 15 years, we haven't seen a quarterback come into the league and produce the way sauce has. Um, but if anyone's going to do it, I think it's going to be Christian Gonzalez. Um but on to cornerback number two, Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. And I put it in, you know, air quotes because I wouldn't at all be surprised if a team ends up moving him to safety because uh, he's a great tackler. He's physical for his size. Um, as an Indiana fan, I mean, the number one highlight you'll see on him is him coming down and just absolutely just whacking the heck out of an IU um wide receiver but he's physical great great tackler has the good ball skills i know he doesn't have quite the same numbers that gonzo does but Devin witherspoon i would say dude does have better ball skills um but the question about him is is he he has a smaller frame i think he's only six feet compared to the six two so some people might want to stick him into that slot role um, and he likes to, to overplay, and there's been times where he gets over-aggressive, he'll bite on a double move, and he'll get it taken to the house. But I, I think the more that we see him uh, refine his skills, I, I don't think he'll ever be like a dude who gets you know 10 interceptions like Trayvon Diggs or something, but I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he turns into um, like a Marlon Humphreys, I would say, is is – my top end comp for him is, is where I want to put him at. Uh, but again, don't be surprised if your team ends up rotating him to safety. Um, Cause he, he's, he's just good at everything. Like I said, he good processor. Um, and then I said, 
DB Brian Branch because some teams will have Brian Branch at safety where he played at Alabama. Um, but he's probably also the best slot cornerback in this class. Uh, so it's super fun to see he can go to a defense and step in right away. Even if that team has two really good safeties, he'll step in and be a slot cornerback right away. Um, he's super duper good, great tackler, even against a run, like very, very solid. I don't think he, um, I think he had three missed tackles, like all of all of the last two years, which is wild. You don't see like anyone do that. You don't even see elite level like tackling linebackers do that, but Brian Branch did that. Um, so if that doesn't tell you how well he can support the run, I really don't know what is. Um, he's, a, he's a really good zone coverage safety as well. Um, his man coverage could improve, but I wouldn't say it's bad. Uh, so if your team just needs someone that's going to step in and play right away and be very, very good at it, I just think he's very, very solid. And like I've said on this podcast, um, obviously we're not 21, so we don't condone this. Um, but if I had to put my money on any defensive prospect to be an all-pro um, and be in the league for the next 12 years, it would probably be Brian Branch. And that's saying something because you have guys like Will Anderson, guys like Gonzo, guys like Tyree Wilson in this class. Um, that's how solid and just technically sound I think Brian Branch is going to be. So that's tier one for you guys. <clears throat> Let me take a sip of my water. <laughs> uh, but tier two, uh, and by the way, I should say I have, I have four tiers. We'll say four tiers. Um, it'll make sense in a little bit. But tier two is just two cornerbacks. Um, if you guys haven't figured out by now, the cornerback class this year is arguably the deepest class um, right alongside with edge. Um, safety class is pretty average. I wouldn't say it's bad, but I wouldn't say it's amazing. Um, but yeah, tier two is just going to consist of two CBs. There's not a safety in this one, um, but it's going to be Joey Porter out of Penn State and um, Banks out of Maryland. And these guys both play very, very similar games. These guys are both very long and lengthy. Both, I think, are 6'2", and Banks, I think, might be even 6'3". Um, and they're both very physical. Uh, Porter does have better ball skills, and that's why I'm putting him slightly above Banks. And then Banks also has had a lot of injury concerns and can't really consistently play healthy. Um, and I do have questions about his long speed. But at the end of the day, both of these guys are going to step in into a press man heavy defense and and be very, very good. And if that's the role that you guys are going to have them play, he's going to play it very, very well. Both of them have questions about um, how well they can play deep down the field. Porter, that's just because he has really, really tight hips. So his ability to kind of um, stick with a very fluid route runner, I have some questions about. And then Banks, again, his long speed, I have questions about. But both these guys – we can step in right away. They're going to play very, very physical in the press man. Um, that being said, you're going to have to worry a little bit about those DPIs, defensive pass interferences. Uh, but these guys are both going to be those dinner cornerbacks that I was saying, guys that are going to go up, going to attack the ball at the catch point. You're going to try to get the interception. He's going to play all these guys really, really physical. Um, tier three, I have two safeties and two corners for you guys. That's Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M and safety Sidney Brown out of Illinois. And then the two CBs for you guys is 
Forbes, Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi and Killy Ringo out of Georgia. Uh, to get the safeties, <laughs> um, honestly, if, if anyone knows what Antonio Johnson looks like, um, dude's jacked. Dude looks like he could play defensive line. I mean, dude is a unit. He's very, very big. Um, he's 6'3". Um, that being said, uh, the issue I had with Joey Porter was he had really tight hips, and I was a little worried about him like, transitioning through a route. Um, Antonio Johnson is that a lot worse but Antonio Johnson is very good at seeing the play develop pulling the trigger and going it's just a matter of time if he's there or not and that being said you see how big he is and some of the questions he has in coverage um you ask yourself is he going to be a safety at the next level or is he going to be a linebacker at next level um and it's it really just depends in in what system he goes to but a dude that I have no question is going to be a safety in the NFL and is going to be a good safety at bat in the NFL is Sidney Brown. Um, if the last name sounds familiar, it's because he's brothers with Chase Brown, a running back that's coming out of this class, um, also out of Illinois. Um, but Sidney Brown is very quick to react. Um, and one thing that I noticed uh, about him more than the other guys is he's very good at being a legal hands fighter. He didn't get a lot of DPIs because he's hands fighting with someone. He's really good at doing it legally and not having any um, concerns about it. But the one concern and the biggest concern I have about him is his size, and that can lead to whether or not I feel comfortable with him lining up with these elite tight ends at the next level. I wouldn't want Sidney Brown lining up against a Kelsey or a Kittle or an Andrews. Um, and then his tackling, he has shorter arms, so his like, actual arm radius to get a hand on a uh, running back or wide receiver is tough, but he's a dude that can come down and at least try to make the play because he has a quick trigger like that. Um, and he's just solid in coverage. And then as far as the two CBs, I have Forbes, Emmanuel Forbes, who I've been as of recently, a very, very, very big fan of, and we'll get to his big issue here in a second. But if he didn't have this big issue, he probably would be one of my favorite CBs in this class. Um, that being said, his big issue is is while he's tall, I think he's six one or six two. He he's very very lean and very very small on the frame. He's one hundred and sixty six pounds, which I think is the second lowest weight of a CB ever recorded in combine history. Um, and if that doesn't tell you the issue in his game, um, it, it's man. He gets absolutely bodied by pretty much everyone. I mean, there's slot quarterbacks that are that are bodying him. He gets pushed off his route pretty easy, and guys can box him out and go out and, and make a play on the ball pretty easy. That being said, he's very instinctual. Um, you don't want him in man, but he's a very, very good zone cornerback, um, and he has absolutely the best ball skills in the class. For those who don't know why I'm saying that, he has he had six interceptions this past year. Um, and I think three he took back to the house, which is an NCAA record, I'm pretty sure. He had six taken back to the house this year, which is absolutely wild. So if you have someone maybe in the, the Fangio offense, the dude who likes to play you know, cover four there in the back end and say, CBs, pull the trigger and make it, but don't play him in man, I think you'd absolutely kill it in that. And, yeah, biasly the Eagles play a Frangio defense, so <laughs> it'll be good. I'm a big fan of Emmanuel Forbes. If you have a 
zone defense, your team's going to absolutely love him. If your team has a man defense, your team's absolutely going to hate him. So it's just a matter of him going to the correct scheme. Uh, and then the last dude I have in this tier is Killy Ringo. Um, and as far as the pros, think of Woolen from last year. <laughs> he's super-duper athletic. Um, he's very tall, very lengthy, very fast. And you look at those three things and you say he has all the traits to be a very good quarterback, and he absolutely does. Um, but it doesn't show up as much on film. Um, he doesn't have the ball production that I would have liked to see both both interception-wise and pass breakup-wise that I would have liked to see a dude as long as he is. And then his stop-start, his acceleration is, is very bad, which leads him to getting burnt on routes. His recovery on routes is not good at all. But if he can get into the right system like Tyreek Woolen did and develop a little bit, he can become very, very good. So he has all the upside, but that's the issue. His variance isn't there. He's not going to step in right away and be a solid number two or a solid number one. Um, but he could, over the course of a year or two years, become one of the better cornerbacks in the league if he gets into the right room. So it really just depends on where he goes and who's going to develop him. And then I said I had a fourth tier for you guys. Um, we're just going to call him Ben's tier because these are two guys that I'm a bigger fan on or bigger fan of versus the rest of everyone else. Um, and the first dude's a safety. It's going to come as no surprise to anyone that has been listening to the podcast this year. Um, I think he's the first dude I did prospect breakdown of. That's Boise State safe, safety, JL Skinner. I put that in air quotes for those who are audio listeners. Um, and then cornerback out of Alabama, Eli Ricks. Uh, but as far as JL Skinner, the reason I put him in the um, – the again the air quotes safety group um, is because I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up transitioning to that star backer role in the NFL. And when I say star backer, I'm talking about more of a coverage linebacker because um, he has, like I've said, this is you know kind of a theme throughout this entire DB class. Besides a few really really good ball skills, but his change of direction is not there <laughs> um, at at all. Like he gets sauced up on his routes all the time. Um, but he's very physical, very long, has good ball skills. Um, so I think I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to a team, beefs up, and then just plays the star back or roll at the next level. Uh, that being said, I projected him probably around the third round this past year, but I think it was a peck that he tore. So I think that's probably going to cause him to slip probably until late fourth round. Um, just because I don't think he'll play this year. And if he does, it'll be really, really late this year. Um, and then the last dude to round out this whole big long list, um, Eli Ricks. Um, if you watched LSU team two years ago, um, you probably know who Eli Ricks is. Um, one of the better cornerbacks in all of college football two years ago um, when he went to LSU, but then he transferred to Alabama this past year and just, didn't play at all. He got hurt. Um, he didn't play a lot at LSU because of injuries and off the field issues and stuff. Uh, but when he's played, he's played very, very well. Um, as I've said, again, across the course of all these guys, um, guys like Witherspoon, guys like um, Porter, Banks, um, Forbes, a lot of these guys are very scheme dependent, whether that's man or zone. Eli Ricks is a dude that I think can 
come in immediately and step in and play either. And I'm confident in his skills in either. Um, and again, the theme with the class, good ball skills. The two issues I have with him is I don't know how like vertical speed he has, if he can keep up with a dude that has 4-3 speed. Um, and then again, lack of playing time. But I think if any of these later round CBs, and I, I again, I put that in air quotes because I wouldn't be surprised if he goes in the third round. Um, but I think if one of the later day two slash day three guys becomes this all pro or top 10 CB in, in the league, I would put my money on Eli Ricks because um, he has all the attributes um, and he looks very good in both schemes. Um, his Again, his big knock is just a lack of playing time. So I think once he gets the NFL and he can put all that stuff together, he could very, very well be one of the better ones that come out of this class. So, but um, that's the end of it. Very long winded. Um, I'm going to take a sip of water after this, but <laughs> tune into next week's. I think now I have D tackles and edges, and then the whole thing will be over, and that'll be perfectly because that'll line up with the draft right around the corner. So tune in. We'll say it. We'll declare it now. We'll do edge. Uh, no, I think I want to end with edges. We'll do D tackles next week. Uh, so tune in for D tackles. Uh, next week is going to be more of the normal episode where I'll give you guys like four or five D tackles top of this class, one dude later, and then break one of them down more in depth versus the other two. So thank you guys for listening. It's time for America's favorite game, Weddle. All right. So Ben has just mopped the floor with me with these past few weeks. Um, and quite frankly, I've had enough of it. Um, I am very much excited for this, but I'll be completely honest with you. I can't say that I practice very much. I know. Um, I mean, I know that you got to kill some time in between classes and everything. So I expect you to get a little bit more practice than I do every week. Um, so, you know, that's my excuse. Uh, but, you know, let's let's uh, let's see what we got here, Ben. As always, we help each other out in the first round. Go against yep. each other in the last round. What do you have for me, AJ Brown again for the first guest? Yeah, easy round. Yeah, AJ. Oh, times, it'll be a snipe. All right, so it's taller than six one. He's not a wide receiver. I'm just gonna go Dak. Okay. A running back or tight end? Is your tight end in this? I believe so. I mean, yeah. Okay. Who's their tight end? I'm trying to think of a tight end on the Giants oh. or okay. I have a guess. Uh, go for it. It's Waller. Oh, never mind, but it is a tight end. It's, it's, it's a, it, uh, uh, Logan Thomas. There we go. Process I'm surprised Logan here. Thomas is – I'm honestly surprised Logan Thomas is in the easy mode. I wonder how many people didn't get Logan Thomas. So, all right. So, the hard mode. Uh, you uh, guessed it right. So, here we go. Uh, yeah, I want to go second. I want to go second. Second? That's my boy Cole Komet first. Oh, this is going to – I'm going to cry if it's special teams. I'm not good at special teams. Um. <laughs> Yeah, 
My guess is it's going to be a safety somewhere in the AFC. I could go with anything. I don't know. Chuck Clark. Oh! Um, let's see. Oh, it's in the NFC. Hmm. Safety that's 27 in the NFC. Let me think. Mm. <laughs> um, hmm. you've got to be kidding me, dude. No way. Already? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I think it's someone oh, in the division. God. I think it's someone in the division. Um, we'll see. In my division. I don't know how to spell his name, though, so that's going to be an issue. I well, I know I his can't. name, but I don't know how to spell his name. Oh, man, I'm blanking out on just safeties altogether. Um, I mean, just pick any safety in the NFC that's not in the North. Oh, it's not in the North, yeah. <laughs> mm. Almost went with someone in the North. I mean, so that I don't think he's a – he's not a safety. It is. Okay. Oh, my God. Type in K-E-E. No, no way. Scroll – type – no. It's K – type in K-E-Z. One, one E. Oh, I know his name. Just K E. Let me look through the K E list. His last name is K E. It starts with K E. His last name does. Hmm. As soon as I see it, I'll know it. As soon as I see it, I'll know it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I trying just to find the, the KE last name. Uh, right, right, right there. Right up. Oh, scroll, 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 scroll. A little bit more. Drawn. Uh, drawn. This one. Yeah. Oh, that's who I thought it was. Oh, that's who I thought it was. All right. So I've got a chance here. Well, no. Well, I mean that—that's a player that I thought it was. I mean, maybe you could be right, but I mean that's—that's that's a player that I thought it was. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I mean, that's a guy who, who I thought it was, John Krause. Who plays for? Who plays for Dallas? <gasps> I mean. He went to Ohio State. Oh, dude. Who plays for I mean I I I don't know if you'll get this, so I feel comfortable hinting this to Flex. Um he went to Ohio State. I, I just got drafted by the Colts, didn't play his first like two years because he got hurt. I think he's drafted like the 14th pick. Bro, I just the age lines up too, because I'm trying to think it was when I was in Arizona. So I mean if you want to give it to me, I can make the guys. 
I don't want to give it to you though because like <laughs> you've had like all of them. I'm just trying to think like because like obviously I should know this if he went to Ohio State. How long ago did he go to Ohio State? Six years ago. Uh, oh, he no. was in the Derwin James draft. He 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 was the safety that was drafted before Derwin James. He was in the so, same draft as Corey Davis, but he was the safety that was drafted before Derwin James. That's why I remember. Is he starting? <laughs> uh, is no, he, he starting? Start. No, he doesn't. He doesn't start. I could be wrong, but like the player I have in mind is. And the age lines up. Come on, you know you want to give it to me. I don't, though. I know I don't. I know, but come on. At a certain point, you got to shoot the ball over to my court, dude. Uh, the only guy that I can think of at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, cool. I cool. shouldn't have said shit. I shouldn't have fucking said <laughs> shit. All right, I'll take the point. I'll take the point. I shouldn't have said I, it. I needed God a damn point. It. God damn it. <laughs> I should have, oh, sorry. Gosh, it's – I we can't believe that out. Who knows? Um, all right, so, I'm so without sorry further ado, me. for the first time – I'm so mad. What? What's the name of the segment? Oh, you're not talking about Ryan and Ben? Oh, okay. Well, hold on. I've got it. It's time for Gridiron Goofs. Uh, all right, cool. So I got too cocky. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> I should have given you props. Um, I've, I've been oh, I'm so mad at myself. So for good iron goofs, we haven't been good iron goofs in a while. Um, this one's another draft. Uh, worst first date destinations is what I came up with mm. for the day. Easy. Um, so I don't know who has first pick. So I say you just go for it. Feel sure. generous. Um, without a doubt, the easiest one. Um, I came in blind to this. I don't I this is this is the first I've heard of this one. So um, but very easily I think is the movies. It's no very doubt neat. it's the movies. Cause my, your your first date with someone is is the date that you should like figure out the vibe of the person and figure out if you like fit with them and stuff. So why yeah. are you to a place where you sit in silence with them for two hours and don't have a single conversation with them? So I listened to the radio and I know that this probably isn't anywhere near where you're going, but it's, it's along the same lines. I listened to the radio this morning on my way to work and um, the library is where somebody took their their first date i was like why would you take somebody to the library on the first date not a good move so i'll take that first <laughs> overall just because it's along the same lines so mm-hmm. that's my pick um nice um very easily a very easy number two for me going to a fast food restaurant mm. just don't, don't do it we're grown adults now you're not a child anymore. Don't yeah. do it. Just, just go out somewhere nice. Any, any fast food. Mm. Like, just don't. Just be, be at your age. Mm. I'm gonna say a like a family gathering. 
Yeah, that's, um, that's because I would say that the first date should never be anything that includes pressure, and a family gathering would very much include that. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm deciding between two separate things now. I'm wondering if I can get both of them. Um, again, I need to make it known. You, I, I don't know what this is like, guys. I'm 20, so cut me some slack here. Um, a bar, though, because you. Cause I was thinking the same to, thing. Yeah, you go to bars to like meet people. So why would you take a person that you meet to a, to really? a bar? I, I, it just doesn't make any sense. Like. When we turn 21, I can totally see me and you going to a bar, but not to meet anybody, but just to hang out. Like, you know that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But you don't take you don't take someone that you like on a very first date. And like on a date, I'm 21. Like when I'm 21, like and Mary's 21, we'll go to a bar. But like you don't take someone on a first date to a bar. I just think that's not. Yeah. Stay close. I'm gonna say like. I'm going to say an arcade, but more specifically like a Chuck E. Cheese or something specifically meant for kids. You creep. Um, I'm not saying I've ever done any of these. I'm just, I'm just saying, generally speaking, if you take somebody to like a, like a Chuck E. Cheese on the first date in, in, in the hopes of getting the stereotypical, I'm going to win you a stuffed animal type thing. uh, It's just not a good look. Mm, It's just, it's, it's weird, man. So it's, so it's good because mine, um, my number two that I was deciding between still here. Um, and that's just at home at someone's place. Mm. Just that, that gives off creepy vibes. Don't do that. Don't be, I creep. would go and yeah. go out and do something. That's creepy. That's I, like, good. Like anyone, second date. Yeah. Second or third date. That's fine. Once yeah. you feel out the person, but like, Figure out if the person's a creep or not, and if you can trust them. And if any person ever asks you to go on a first date at their house, ghost them and stop talking to them. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's my advice. Um, I have I have a last one. It's going to be controversial, but it's okay. Hmm. What well, controversial podcast? I'd say a concert okay. because you're not able to communicate with that person. Um, as yeah. much along the same line, you know, but it's just I'm I'm blanking right now, so you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, I agree. I mean, it's like really tough, and also like if you don't know the person's music, and like you said, you yeah. can't really talk to them and stuff. Um, and for that reason, um, and I know, the, and the reason I say it's controversial because we are a football podcast, and while yeah. we are mainly focused on football, every once in a while we talk about other sports very briefly, mm-hmm. but we still do. Um, so I'm just gonna say a sporting events in general. Yeah. God knows if I took with like one of us. That's a God knows if (laughs) God knows if I took Mary to a sporting event on our first date, I would not have had a second one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, my last pick is gonna be an improv comedy show. Um, just because I listen to a lot of podcasts and I also um, get a bunch of stuff on my tiktok about improv comedy and everything i find it hilarious but at the same exact time do not take your significant other on a first date to an improv comedy show because that's like 
you know, blood in the water for an improv comedian. Um, Cause as soon as they spot you out in the crowd and everything, and they hear about that, you're getting blown up on the spot and everything, and it's not going to go well afterwards. Um, so mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, do something comfortable. I think that's the point. Yes. Of um, yes. That being said, yeah, I mean, we're both taken and everything. So, I mean, with that, yeah, I mean, none of us, it's not like we're taking advice by any means, but it's more so like, uh, you know, just something that I heard on the radio. Yeah. Who takes a, who takes somebody to the library on the first date? You know what yeah. I mean? That really stood it's out. It's a bit weird. Me. Yeah. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, any, any closing statements before I close it out here, Ben? More like more. Yes. A closing statement, but more of a, a, a closing, closing, put my flag in the ground and stand on my hill. Um, as I've told you guys before, if you guys made it this far, awesome. Thank you for made it this far. I would hope you guys would subscribe, yeah. like, leave a comment, all that. Um, but also, if you know me personally or you guys have listened to the podcast enough, um, you also know that I am a fan of all Philadelphia sports teams. Uh, yeah. First off, the Phillies suck this year. They're they're not playing good at all. I mean, they beat the Yanks, but it, it's been bad. We were like one and three right now. That's besides the point. Right. My Cubs just, are so much fun to watch, so I'm just dude, embracing it. Oh yes, they are. They're so much fun. But but this is this. We're planting my flag. And I've had enough, and I'm not having this conversation with another person until until it has come out. Joel Embiid is the MVP of the NBA, and you guys need to quit talking about your Raptor stats and all that different stuff. Quit being a nerd and watch sports. Joel Embiid is the best player in the league. Case closed. He's the MVP. Quit thinking about it. And give the man what he deserves. Case closed. Thank you guys for watching this long. Ryan, thank you for putting up my BS. Absolutely. Uh, it's what I like to do, you know, week in and week out. We want to thank <laughs> Uppercuts Grooming, uh, <laughs> Regional Radio Sports Network, uh, Spotify for Podcasters, um, and then up Overtime Sports Network. Uh, for helping us promote our podcast we want to thank everybody for leaving a review if you've already done so if not go ahead and do that um and without further ado just stay posted like i said for more information on the next episode we'll post it on our twitter as we get it uh we've been a little inactive on that and i apologize on my part for doing that but um thank you for your understanding and everything I also want to apologize because I'm pretty positive I forgot to upload last week's episode. So it's been on late notice. Um, So, you know, for everybody that's been watching on YouTube, thank you very much. But otherwise, if you're a listener on Spotify, hey, welcome back. Um, So anyways, uh, thanks again for watching and listening. Um, And until next week, this has been the Pigskin Project.